I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. How bad is number two on it? Julio's in the end zone. The 21 NFL Draft. The Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. What is up? We are back. My name is Jesse Head, and this is the return of the Heads Up Podcast, your source for all things Falcons related. Super fired up to be back doing the podcast again. I know you guys are probably wondering, where you been, Jesse? Look, I'm sorry, man. I've been busy. Uh, Just been living it up, man. I got married this past year, and um, we've got no kids. No true responsibilities outside of our jobs. And we've been spending this time uh, just hanging out with family and friends um, and getting into all kinds of different shenanigans over the past year. But, um, you know, I had a nephew, so I'm an uncle for the first time. So I've been enjoying the experience of that. And I had several of my closest uh, brothers that were leaving for military deployments or jobs or something along those lines. So I wanted to take that that freedom and that time just to make some some memories with um, some of my lifelong friends. But we are back. Um, We are coming back right from the humble roots where we started. Um, We started this thing last year um, right after the draft. And and man, this this one was a good one. I am really fired up about what the team did from top to bottom. I feel like Terry really followed through on uh, taking the best available. Uh, he said that he was a strong believer in taking the best available, and he even said uh, in the post-draft interview or press conference um, that uh, most of the p- picks that they took uh, were the best guys available uh, on their board. But uh, we're going to break this episode up into uh, a couple segments, several segments. Um, we're going to do day one and then day two, and we'll get into day three on the, the next episode, while also talking about some of the undrafted uh, free agents that we think are going to stand out. But before we get into that, um, I want to address some of the buzz around two of the biggest complaints um, about the draft deci- or our first round decision and not trading back and not getting a quarterback. Um, but I think it doesn't matter what you think. That that what they did and, and and what their plan is is what's best for is what's best for this organization and it's what it's what's best for what's for winning now. So uh, again, I love this draft. Really, really fired up about it. So let's get right into it. So the two biggest complaints that I saw were not trading back for defense and acquiring more picks and not drafting a quarterback in the first round. So I'll talk about the not trading back part first. So the first thing that you have to realize and the first thing that's going through a coach's and a GM's mind is to trade back is if I trade back, am I, am I getting the value of the player that I could get right here or the player that I want? So when you trade back, you have to have an equal value of the player that you have available. And it just so happened for us that we had a, a generational talent, future Hall of Fame Tight end could be called a wide receiver too if you wanted to. Talent right in front of us to grab. We might not necessarily need that, but when you're talking about generational talent and future Hall of Famer, uh, it, in the first round, it doesn't matter if you truly need it or not. 
um, especially if you're not getting an offer of the value to select that person to trade back. Um, you know, a lot of people are all talking about how, well, there's we had this team, Denver was rumored to trade up, and this team was rumored to trade up. Look, anybody can come, any analyst or any media guy can come up with, with, with you know, a team that's talking to another team because they're all talking. Every Everybody is 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 willing to trade up for a certain price. And the price that these teams were providing to us was not as valuable as the pick that we had available to us right there at that spot. So when you people throw out there that, well, this team wanted to trade up or this team wanted to trade up, and, and you say, okay, well, we could have traded back with them. Well, we could have traded back with them, but we might not be getting the value of the pick that we have available there. So that's why we didn't trade back. It's simple as that. We didn't have the value of the player that we had available there. So you're not going to just trade back just because somebody's willing to trade back. They're willing to give you this and two second rounders or something like that. Of course, a lot of people probably threw offers our way, but they weren't of value to the player that we had available. We got one of the most sought after uh, you know, skilled position players that have been around in a very, very long time. This dude is an absolute freak of nature, but we'll get into that. Um, in the next portion of this podcast. And then the other side of this is uh, not getting a quarterback. Um, Look, Matt Ryan is our guy. Uh, This fan base has blamed him for years and years and years. But the past, we've we've gone through three head coaches and regimen changes, and he's still still here. Um, So the people that get paid the most to do this and supposedly – know the most about this, want to keep him around and believe he can be the right guy or he can be the guy if you give him the right system and you give him a defense that can stop the other team from scoring 35 points every game. And personally, I do too. Um, They want to win now. They believe that they can win now and also add pieces to what we already have there. We do have a solid team there. We've got a line that has several first-rounders on it that still looks good other than that left guard spot. Um, you got two guys on the right side that are still developing and, you know, Jake Matthews is, I mean, he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been bad. He's pretty, still a pretty good left tackle. And then we just got, you know, uh, Jalen Mayfield in the, uh, in the, in the third round. So, um, these guys believe that they can win now and build off of what they have right now. And Matt Ryan has two years on his contract. Um, <laughs> you, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna go snap, you know, snag a quarterback right now and then go into rebuild mode when they think that they can win games right now but also rebuild. Matt Ryan has two years left on his contract and he's owed a shitload of money. Um, and if you know they think this is where they can win right now. Right after we drafted Kyle Pitts, Matt Ryan held a press conference. I don't know if y'all saw it. A lot of people didn't. But listen to what he had to say in this press conference. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. (laughs) Moving on to our first round pick, Kyle Pitts. Um, We'll start with this. There's not an analyst, coach, GM, or anybody out there that's unsure about what this dude's going to be capable of in the NFL. Uh, All those corners, safeties, and linebackers drafted in the first second, and third round that were in the SEC, he shredded them all. He shredded absolutely every single one of them. He's 6'6", 240 pounds, and just a freakish athlete. What this dude 
is going to be capable of doing and and doing for our offense. It's it's you, you come across these guys, like, like they say generational athlete. What this guy's going to do is you you find this once every 10, 15 years. Um, he's being compared to to Darren Waller, Calvin Johnson, a combination of those guys. Um, he's too big for corners and safeties, and far too athletic and fast for linebackers. We can use him everywhere, and we'll get into. On another episode, we're going to get into how we can use some of these picks in our offense and how they're going to fit into Arthur Smith's scheme and Dean P's scheme and how we're going to be able to use them. But there's not much this guy can't do. We can line him up anywhere, and there's going to be a mismatch everywhere. Um, he ran a looking at looking at his numbers here. I've got him written down. He ran a four four four. He's six foot six, running a four four four. That's insane. He's got a his vertical is. 33 and a half inches. His wingspan is 83 inches. He's only 20 years old, dude. This guy is going to be in the NFL for a long time. He's going to have a long career. And he's a sure bet Hall of Famer. I know a lot of we're, we're all throwing that around like it's like like it's nothing, but he truly is that. I mean, everybody believes it. If this guy got into the NFL and was unsuccessful, he'd be one of the biggest busts of all time. Um, he, he he looked like an NFL out there, NFL player out there playing in college. I mean, if you're unsure, or you don't know, or you're just curious, go look up his film against Alabama and tell me what you think. This dude is an animal. Moving on to rounds two and three, um, we snag Richie Grant after trading back to uh, the 40 spot with Denver. Um, Richie Grant is a free safety that is a day one starter, a true ball hawk. The guy plays the entire field and makes plays all over the field. He's con- consistently uh, showing up in the game film when you watch him. Uh, he can cover, he can tackle, he can pursue the ball. Uh, he plays the game as a, just a true safety net, which in Dean P's um, defense, that is extremely necessary in the free in the free safety spot. Dean Pease likes to bring uh, blitzes from all over the place. He'll bring a cornerback. He'll blitz a, a linebacker. He'll 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 drop a defensive tackle back in coverage and then bring both linebackers. Um, so he's always bringing. Um, bringing the blitz from everywhere. And when you're doing that, there's some risk in that. And you need to have somebody that can truly play that that roaming free safety role uh, to make sure that there's no big plays that get caught on you. So uh, I think he'll fit in perfectly with Dean P's scheme very, very well. Um, getting into some of his numbers, he ran a 4-5, so he is not a super fast dude. Um, looking at his pros and cons, um, like I said before, from watching his game film, and we'll get in a little bit uh, deeper on the game film and how we're going to use him in some other episodes, and we're talking about Dean P's defensive scheme and stuff. But pros and cons, um, active player with good hustle around the ball, uh, takes good angles on tackles and does well in the open field. So like I said before, strong safety net, uh, great vision and awareness. His cons, he gets stuck on blocks sometimes um, You know when he gets down there in the box. Um, average speed and burst, which you know the four or five kind of says so, um, and then he struggles in man coverage and lacks agility. But he is weak in the areas um, that you're comfortable with a free safety. If that makes any sense, that you're comfortable with a free safety being weak in. He he has the pros in the areas that you want a true free safety um, to be good at. 
so very, very, very excited about this guy. Again, day one starter. Um, he'll be out there, uh, you know, making some big plays and also making some mistakes as a rookie. Um, but what we have here, I think, um, is a, a really, really solid free safety uh, for a long time to come. So fired up to see um, how he uh, impacts his team. Moving on to uh, round three, we take uh, Jalen Mayfield, guard out of Michigan. The big knock on this dude is that he got injured in the second game of the season in 2020 and didn't play another snap that season. But he had such a good season in 2019 uh, that NFL teams still kept their eye on him, and he was still touted um, as, as one, of the best, uh, one of the best linemen in the draft. But the injury obviously scares people pretty badly when you don't play an entire season. Really excited about this pick. Uh, I, I, was, I was actually shocked that we took a guard and was kind of like, what are we doing here? I thought we would take an edge, an edge rusher with some of the guys that, that we still had on the board, but was really pumped after uh, learning and, and looking at the film on this guy. And, and a lot of people, uh, analysts and, and, and some of these other mocks out there, had this guy going early second, possibly even late first, um, but he slipped. And we snagged him. He was actually... Uh, Terry Fontenot said in the post-draft press conference that he was actually the top guy on our board when we made the pick. Um, he's a big dude, definitely has the NFL size. He's 6'6", 326 pounds, only 20 years old, just like Kyle Pitts, so he's got a long career ahead of him. I watched some game film on him, and I'll watch a lot more when we start getting into uh, truly breaking these guys down and how they'll fit into our scheme. But the first thing that I noticed is how quick he gets off the ball. He's back and in position to block as the rest of the line is still taking their steps uh, back. He's got good bend, too. So he gets back in position and in good position. So he's not moving so quick that he's getting out of position um, and you know carrying on bad fundamentals for blocking. Pros and cons, we'll get into those real quick. Um, pros, flashes massive power at the point of attack in the run game. Provides a physical presence in pass protection when unco- and when uncovered to thump and cave in adjacent defenders. Uh, extremely quick get off, like I said before, from watching his film. And then his cons: uh, messy footwork and limited range in pass protection. Consistently misses his set points to over and under set variously aligned pass rushers. Turns his hips too early in pass protection. Creates a soft inside shoulder, leaving him prone to counters. Um, I like these cons because they're a hundred percent coachable. Uh, these are things that he can, uh, with the right coaching, uh, he can fix those rather, you know, rather quickly. So really pumped up about this guy. My prediction for him, he's going to be a starter at day one. Um, well not day one, but I'll say game one. I think he'll get, he'll have a battle with Matt Gono and I think he'll win that battle. He's already got the edge when you're a third round, uh, draft pick, uh, you know your coaches and GMs, they want to see you start. So he's got the edge already. I think he'll start by game one. We are coming to a close on this episode of the Heads Up Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Atlanta Falcons Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on any podcast platform that you are listening on so you can get those alerts when we put out another episode. As always, big shout out to my producer, Jason, the man who creates absolute fire. He's the credit for that intro um, and all the editing that goes into this. 
Uh, hit me up, comment, message me, say what's up, man. I'd love to talk to you guys. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. leaving.